and welcome to The Cut of Steel, Episode 8. I'm your host, Carmen Schuster, and with me is... James Seelig. And... Danny Benson. And also... Brandon Moncada. We are here to talk to you guys this week about the DC film Shazam. And you can also catch a, a commentary, I guess, for it. Brandon, you have no idea when it's probably going to come out, right? Sometime in the future? No, we've got a packed schedule of plenty episodes coming out over at Apollo City Comics Podcast. But <laughs> that's shameless plug. Uh, sometime soon. Uh, relatively soon. I wouldn't you know, say it's going to take forever, but probably in the middle of summer, if not towards the end of summer, you'll catch that commentary. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So today, though, we're talking about the movie itself, and, you know, we're still coming off of that good time with Aquaman, and I would say overall, like, you know, Shazam was a more positive, upbeat movie, which caused, I don't know, everyone seemed pretty happy about it. And I know, Danny, you watching it with us, that was your first time watching it, right? Yeah. It was, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I I really enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, I guess starting off like usual, do we want to get out of the way things uh, maybe we didn't like from the yeah, film? Yeah, sure. I mean, I overall, I like this movie. It's fun to watch, but I do have a few complaints. Like, I know that we're not necessarily supposed to get a redemption for the mom or anything, but it just like... I was not expecting that when Billy finally found her towards the end of the movie that she literally, I mean, they tried to make it seem like she did the right thing for her kid where she was like, I don't know how to raise a kid. I should literally just leave him to the system and never see him again. But I don't know. I, it seemed like she didn't even really try that hard to raise her kid. I mean, and I, I don't know. It's we didn't really get to know her much. All we know is that she at some point just decided, you know what? I don't want Billy anymore. So I'm just going to leave him with like the cops because like I lost him in the crowd and decided, you know what? This is perfect. And uh, I don't know. I also just find it really hard to believe that Billy was able, like he was able to tell the cops like my name is Billy Batson and or whatever. Like it's, it just seems almost impossible that they wouldn't be able to find her at some point if she has like an address somewhere in the city. Like it just seems really weird that the police were never able to find her. And that implies that she changed her name or whatever, but like in what a day? That's impossible. I don't know. It, it's just, it makes it seem like his mom tried really hard to never see her child again, which I, I get it. That's the point, but it just, I feel like that could have been done better. I don't know. Eh. I also didn't like that they they make a uh, point of showing how hard Billy do, like tries to uh, to find her and how clever he is about like you know one of the first things we see him do in the movie is trap some cops so he could take their police cruiser and and search the police database for her and or, or whatever. And he he spends years finding her, trying to find her, and then like one of the kids in his new foster family just happens to find her like really like, like it was no problem for him. And I get that was to try to make him look smarter, whatever, but the way they phrased it was like, well, I'm not going to say I'm a hacker, but I have played watchdogs. And it's just like, I, I hate that line so much. <laughs> their, their ideas of gaming yeah. uh, were not the best, Yeah, they, but I think let's they start can never with, uh, get... what were you saying? I was going to say, they can never get video games correctly on screen, whether it's a TV show or a movie. Yeah. It pisses me off. I don't get it. I, I just, like, he, he's like, die, just, die, die. <laughs> no, it's yeah. every time they show someone playing a video game, they're always mashing buttons and like yep. wailing on the controller. And then the character's just walking on screen. And it's just like, that's not how it works. Just, I don't know. That That's just a personal problem I have with the film, I guess, but. Wasn't he button mashing on a PC? Like he was playing on a Razer laptop, right? Wasn't it? Oh God, yeah, was he? something like that. Yeah, like so a gaming laptop. I actually, I'll just say like real quick. I actually like the way they handled the thing with the mother for the most part. Really? But I guess we'll talk about that what? later. Just run the bad things. Oh God, I was gonna say I agree with James entirely. I think that ruined part of the movie. Honestly, 
I guess it's such a little plot thread that just completely demolishes the film. I guess let's discuss the little gaming aspect first, and then we can go into the aspect of the mother herself, just that that whole thing. Um, but I guess looking at what was his name, Eugene, right? Was the I think so that brother? He yeah, he's supposed to be a hacker, or he's supposed to be very very smart with tech and a very avid gamer. At least at least he he's also portrayed like that in the comics too, but he very much so they do that whole fake shit of yeah look we're gaming and it's like bro you're holding the controller upside down it's like it feels like that (laughs) it feels like that aspect whenever they're trying to do something or you don't even feel like they're they're actually playing the game like you're watching the motions of their hands and then you look at the game they're playing and you're like they straight up just said not to don't even try like don't even take the two minutes it takes to probably look at a tutorial just just go right into it i guess like i thought actors were supposed to research for their roles he's also a kid you think he probably plays games anyway right right? (laughs) yeah but um this that didn't bother me like like you guys because i'm not the biggest gamer in the world but i could definitely see where you're coming from about that you know it's like with the way they portray comic book nerds as all these like fat sweaty guys with ponytails and bad acne which i totally wasn't like that in high school but you know (laughs) yeah i get it exactly but i guess uh going back to the mother so yeah james you didn't really like the way they used it and brandon uh, i guess what would you want to add to it that you didn't like either i just think it's one of those things this is this gonna be a weird comparison but uh real quick does anybody know if shazam was planned to be like a trilogy of some sort or they had no idea what they're gonna do i don't know if they have a plan for a trilogy but i know they were at least planning a black adam movie separately like at the same time yeah originally it was going to be a movie where black adam was the villain and then the rock i think put jim lee in a headlock and then said yo i want my own movie (laughs) and then we got that instead or i guess jeff johns he put probably could put them both in a headlock at the same time but which honestly i'm way more okay with that than i should be i'm just like i don't think the black adam never struck me as a character that should have his own movie but the fact that i think the rock has enough charisma to carry a movie like that i'm just like you know what i i'm curious it would really kind of like a shame to waste the rock on being like a one-shot villain villain. (laughs) yeah Yeah, because exactly uh, like we've talked about it before like they never really Besides Aquaman, they're not really reutilizing any of their villains. Uh, it yeah. seems like, unless they show up in Justice League, really. But and Black Adam is not always a bad guy, isn't he? Isn't he kind of like jump? Doesn't he kind of jump back and forth? He he's pretty much everything from a villain and antihero to an ally. Like he's on the Justice Society of America. He is like one of the yeah. main heroes for a while. At a certain point, I think until he starts like a whole world war. Uh, but yeah, he, so you could do a lot with yeah. him. He, he really can go any pretty much direction if you really want to take that with him, in which uh, I guess they were going to do the villain or at the very most anti-hero aspect for this movie. And then, yeah, they're, The Rock is The Rock. And then they're <laughs> like, let's split this off instead into two separate origin films. One being, hey, it's a kid in school doing this stuff with the family. The other being probably like, oh, here's Ken Deck, this crazy country, and then like, here's it in ancient times and all this other stuff. Yeah, that uh, would have been way too much. Yeah. So, okay, so Shazam can we go back to the trilogy thing? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so- sorry, Brandon. But no, it's not intended to be a, there was no intention of it being a trilogy to the point where they weren't sure if there would be a sequel afterward. Like, we knew there was like, they, you know, the hints with Mr. Mind to be a sequel, mm. but they never really talk about how many there's going to be. Uh, for this one yeah i was gonna say uh we can come back to the black adam stuff of course i just wanted to like get my point across with the whole mom story thing before we get distracted yeah uh i do think that so... it's, uh, to the tr- one more thing on the trilogy thing i think it always is safe to assume that they're planning a sequel yeah at least yeah i mean with comic book movie. with comic book movies it's almost guaranteed at least one other film i'm especially looking forward to yeah. iron man 4 yeah. oh wait Continue, Brandon. Uh, so, like I was saying, uh, so this could be a weird comparison, and it's not the best comparison, uh, but it's the only thing that comes to mind really fast. And I, I say this because it's just kind of an example. But I'm thinking of like the Star Wars prequels where they killed off Darth Maul in the first film. Mm. 
Now, yeah. I say this because uh, I remember watching a video with like Angry Video Game Nerd and JonTron. They were talking about how Darth Maul would have made the prequel trilogy better because he could have been an ongoing villain, kind of like that that type of villain that's in the background pulling all the puppet strings kind of thing. And that could have really worked, but they messed up and killed him off in the first movie. Take out the whole he came back in Clone Wars thing. But <laughs> yeah, so he was gone. And so you kind of have the rest of these films kind of like, all right, what do we do next? And I feel like that's kind of like the similar effect to Shazam at the very least. And I don't know anything about the character, really, besides the very basics. I haven't really read any Shazam or Captain Marvel when he was Captain Marvel, I guess, comics. And I haven't really done any extensive research on the character. So maybe his mom is kind of like part of his whole story. Maybe not. I don't know if you know that, Comron, but or if that was just for the film. They haven't really utilized his mom, at least in the current like post uh, New 52 or anything in New 52. Uh, if it was something earlier, uh-huh. I honestly don't know myself for that. But okay, um, well, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, so for me, I felt like the whole mom plot thread was completely ruined by being in the first film, because you have there's a there's a lot going on in an origin story movie where you have like the origin of the superhero, you're introducing all these characters, you're introducing the main hero. And with someone like Shazam, who isn't as well known, you want to make sure audiences have an easy time understanding the character. And don't get me wrong, maybe the whole mom plot thread is to help empathize or sympathize with the character. But I feel like you make such a big deal of this in the beginning of the movie where he's like, hey, my mom, this, I got to find her. And then I get it if there's a certain reason why you want to just show that she just didn't care about him. But I feel like for something so important to the main character, which is either his mother or having a family, you know, it's like you kind of just like rushed it. You just like, okay, the mom's there. She kind of sucks. Now onto the supervillain fight. And it's just like I feel like a moment like that should have a bigger effect on the character. This is like this is Billy Batson's like main reason for doing what he does. He's trying to find his mother. And you kind of just have the mother brush him aside. And I feel like if you save that for a second or even third film, it'd have a more grand effect on the character psyche. Yeah. Also, I mean, this movie's like two hours long. It really didn't need to be. Yeah, like two they, and a half. Like, I agree with you. They could have, if they were hoping to do a sequel, they could have saved, like, you know, his reconnection with his mom for a later movie. I mean, just think about yeah. it now. They could have done some cool stuff where, like, he tr- he finds her and like yeah she doesn't immediately uh you know have any interest in him but then like maybe later he saves her as captain marvel and she somehow finds out that yeah. he is billy and then she's and like, like he could have this thing where like he wants to trust his mom and and he wants to reconnect with her but like now she is starting to like i don't know try to exploit him as like oh my son's a superhero like please do some stuff for me you know because my life is terrible or whatever and he has to wrestle with like, you yeah. know, should I use my powers for to help my mom? Or can I even trust her? I don't I barely know her. Like, you know, something interesting like that. And and the other thing, I feel like for a lot of these superhero characters, when they have family members that are, you know, killed off or taken away from them or abandoned them, I personally feel like sometimes, you know, I, I get this film is trying to change things up, but I feel like sometimes a certain formula just works. You look at characters like Peter Parker. Uncle Ben dies like immediately every mm-hmm. time the character is introduced. Bruce Wayne, his parents die like immediately when he's introduced or any sort of origin story to Bruce Wayne there is. And I felt like with Shazam, you could have possibly started the movie with his mother abandoning him. And, you know, you spend less time of Billy trying to like look for her. And then the movie spends five minutes going, no, oh, she doesn't care. And you just get straight into it. You know that his mother has abandoned him. You know that his mother doesn't care about him. And then you could see in his origin story how that develops him as a character. Instead of basically, again, wasting time trying to find her. Apparently, he found her or his, like, you know, his brother found her without even trying. And it just comes back to James's thing. Like, the police seriously couldn't find this woman that's, like, in the same city. She was, like, two blocks away. from like his yeah that's what i'm saying like and she was under the she was basically under the same name practically like it wasn't like she yeah it was like so easy for him to find her so it's kind of hard to believe that they 
couldn't find her. So it just even makes less sense at that point. Yeah. But at the very least, like maybe in the beginning of the film, you see her give him up for adoption or something. It would make more sense. So uh, I guess, Danny, do you have anything to say on that? Yeah, so I actually didn't mind her storyline too much. I do think that there are a lot of little nitpicky things that, well, not even nitpicky things, like like you were saying, like the the fact that the cops couldn't find her. I think that they could have came up with a better reason for that, like she changed her name or whatever. Um, but I, and I didn't like that the brother just immediately found her and everything. That was kind of anticlimactic, but... I think it was also good, like, I, I just want to say real quick, I think this movie did a really good job at nailing how kids act, For which sure. is something that I don't think a lot of movies do at all. Like, they're, the kids are either angels or they're just, like, demons. And I think this kid, th- this movie did a really good job with that. And with the thing with, I really love the way he when you see the flashback his memory of his mom she's really happy and she's playing with him and everything like he really romanticizes his mom in his head as this and as this great person and when he finally meets her and we see the flashback that she was really just you know not fit to be a mother didn't really want him and everything and she did what she thought was best for him which honestly is still kind of messed up but you know we I mean, look at when you pass by fire departments, they say, you know, you can leave your kid there if, uh, if, you know, you're having problems or whatever. So, you know, I thought that, and the fact that she wasn't even happy to see him and she just like upset that she even found him. I think that kind of, I think that's good for kids to see that there's not always a happy ending with this kind of stuff, you know, that. No. You know, I think kids do need to see that once in a while because I don't think it would have worked that well if he found her and she was like, oh, my God, I missed you and everything. Because I just think that I I like that. I like that better that she didn't want to see him. And it kind of sh- I they should have played it up more that that was his kicker to be a better superhero. Yeah. Like, say, I can do better than my mom did as a person. I do. kind of, And I'm sorry. I'll let you finish. Go ahead, James. Oh, no, I was just saying, I think that that was a good thing for kids to see that these situations, there's not always a happy ending. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with you there. I do like that. It's not like all, you know, happy endings and stuff like that. Like he does find his mom and it, you know, it's not what he expected, but you know, back to what Brandon said that that should hit harder than it did. than it just being like, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I, I did also like that effect of like Billy's memory was much more happy than his mom's recollection of just like, being at her wits end and like i do not know what i'm doing i can barely handle this kid like so there there are that's the thing that's like this whole movie though it's like there are bits i like but there's also just things that i really don't like that don't work for me and it's really just like i can't believe the police couldn't find her but uh, so let's see i guess to jump into it um I would agree in the point of that the police couldn't find her and it was hilarious that Eugene was able to yeah, like immediately. track her down immediately like it was by the power of Razor I have found you but uh, other than that I have to say I do disagree with a lot of the other takes here um, I I do agree with Danny that it was a really good way they did uh, the perception of the event of like from Billy it being like something memorable and a good memory and from his mom just like i can't do this i can't do this and um i wouldn't want this to drag on for two or three films uh it would be highly unnecessary and i also think that it also isn't necessarily that big of a deal the stuff that does happen with her in this movie just because uh the way it sounds like the, the way you portray it, it makes it sound like it's such a very like big piece of the pie of the film length. And at the end of the day, it's probably one of the smallest parts of it. And if you cut it out, it would barely make a dent in the film itself of what's actually going on besides the beginning where it just shows him kind of wind up in foster care. Other than that, like him finding his mom is such a small piece when it actually happens. And well, then it's like already gone and the, he's already well, like I'm- out 
going for the sins and stuff. But uh, hear me out. Um, the reason for this too, like the whole thing with him being uh, exploited by her and all this stuff, they don't need to do that for one specific reason. And that's the fact that that's just his mom. You haven't met his dad yet, who does exist in the comics. And mm -hmm. if they utilize that story, and I, I actually do like the way they did this in terms of having her here, because it's a test for Billy. It's a test to see, do I want to see if I want to grow with this new family who seems like, you know, they actually care and they're doing everything, even though they're not my blood, they're, you know, filling a lot of holes. I have friends, uh, this family is make giving me friends, they're giving me siblings, they're giving me parents who actually care and are like, you know, going through this stuff for me. And to the point where they even found his mother for him. But having the mother there and showing that, which I do agree with Danny on that too, of like showing, hey, it's not always going to work out in the end. And like, just because you found them doesn't mean they want you at the same time also. Uh, was a good, easy closure for that. Because let's say if they did bring his father in, who in the comics uh, shows up and is like, hey, I want to meet my son. And he's like, you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe, I might you know, we could go and do our own thing or whatever. And to the point where Billy actually makes him a champion with the rest of the family. Oh. And then he, and then like the wizard comes and tries to stop him. And then you're like, but I thought you were dead. And he goes, well, you got to stop this guy. And he goes, why would you stop my dad? And then it turns out that his dad is being controlled by Mr. Mind, who is that little caterpillar you see at the end uh. of the movie. And it has this whole that other... That could be really good. Yeah, and the whole thing with his dad is his dad's a shady character. His dad uh, mm. normally is a guy that's actually the more questionable. Like, the mom's the one that's like, I can't handle this. The dad's like the skeezy potential one that would be like, how would I be able to utilize this? Especially also, it's not something we would have now anyway, because yeah, Billy's already exploiting himself by being like, lightning fingers, pay me money. Uh, yeah, I also wasn't huge on that part of the movie, but whatever. But, like, he hasn't really become a hero yet, which, you know, seeing the second movie, you'd assume will be when that really happens, besides, like, you see the end of this movie. And with the second one, you could see that test come in where, all right, now you have him established with family he loves and everything else, but now here comes someone who is actually his real parent, and then goes, hey, here's a test for you. Do you really want to be with them or do you want to come with me? But also, oh, you're a famous hero. Uh, we could do this, this, and that. So it's like they could do it. I don't know if they will, but it's just a, a thought of there where it's like if you read the comics, like you can kind of see the long run they could want, run with this without actually utilizing the parents over and over instead using different ones where you just need one for each film at the same time. But... Uh, that, that's only if, if I didn't read that and I didn't know about his dad, maybe I would look at it from a different lens at the same time. Yeah. I just didn't think about his dad at all. Cause they literally don't mention him once in this movie. It, they they like, honestly don't until he shows up. It's just like, Hey Billy, I'm your dad. And you're just like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, so they, well, they could just do that. So last thoughts on the whole mother thing. Uh, again, it's for the sake of the film. It's fine. If you want to have, you know, the mom basically turn him away if that's what you're trying to do in the movie. I'm not saying that was the bad part. I'm saying they build up to it and then it's like you're trying to do this thing where it's like, oh, it means nothing, but it just seems like a waste of time, basically. Yeah. I mean, I guess... And whether it's whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes, I'm not talking about actual length being the problem, which it partly is. It's more of for the character. You know, you're you're trying to emphasize the specific thing that's important to the character. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure him finding his mother is like a big thing for the character. So when you just kind of toss it aside for two seconds, this is like, okay, that's pointless. Why, why even bring this up then? I guess more for that's closure and just like, like I said, just something that just challenges him. But I, I see what you're saying there at the same time. It doesn't come off as a challenge, though. He just rubs. He basically goes, OK, I guess I got to fight the bad guy now. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, it's not really much of a test for Billy. If he if he had his choice, he would be living with his mom. Like his, yeah. his mom literally made the choice for him. It was like, mm, no, thanks. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that is, that is very yeah. true. Yeah. 
So it's like, I get it when you're doing superhero movies, like the villain's supposed to fight the hero when they're like down, but it's just more abrupt and awkward. If anything, it's like, okay, yeah. I guess we're going to fight the bad guy now. Hey, we're a family. Cool. Yeah, that All right, was movie the over. other thing. Like, like <laughs> the, he did, they did do like an immediate turnaround from like, Oh, I, I guess the, the mom thing didn't really pan out. Oh no, I got to go fight Savannah now. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, that's all I got on it. I don't want to keep dwelling on it because that's just like one of the problems I have with the movie. Right. Yeah. Stop. Uh... Well, that was my like, as far as I can think, that was like my biggest complaint with the movie was just how they handled the mother thing. Everything else is just like more nitpicky. Yeah. Uh, any other, I guess, negatives you would find in the film itself? Um, I don't think, I think the suit's a little off. Yeah. I think it looks too padded. Yeah, they're definitely um, and uh, I don't know. I think that I think overall it was that was it. I, it's not not too many. Like, I don't think the movie's phenomenal, but I think it's like definitely good. Okay. You know. Uh, anything you guys would want to change about it though? Um, keeping it separate from the Snyderverse. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Like 100%. I I don't even could. I don't consider this Aquaman and Wonder Woman to be part of the Snyderverse. I'm like, these are their own separate well, universe of movies because they, they all are. tonally feel like they could. Yeah, it 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 they all feel like tonally like they belong in their and the same universe compared to the other ones. I'm just like they don't even feel like the same thing. Oh, uh, okay. That's... I I remember another complaint that I would like maybe <laughs> change, but it's like again, it's not huge, but like those bullies. Like oh I god don't oh I forgot about so... those guys oh it's like, my god yeah that high school like what what high school mixes like kindergartners in with like high school students yeah like they're somehow you know high school students that are able to afford or at least their family is able to afford like a really nice truck for them that they literally just like park terribly in front of the school it was basically like a Hummer almost it was just it like was huge. okay and. Uh, they are completely fine with picking on like seemingly the only crippled kid in this school, which not just that, I, like a crippled kid that's like extremely younger than them. Also that, like, yeah, that's the thing is like, I mean, I was never a bully in high school, but I, I've thought that there was like a rule that like you generally don't pick on like disabled kids or whatever. Cause it just, it makes you look bad. Like it's they straight up yeah, said equality target. and then they hit him with the car. It was just like, oh yeah, fuck. Maybe that's the idea. It's like, oh, we don't even see that he's crippled, even though we're beating him with his own crutches. And it's it's yeah. just like I don't I feel like they were completely unbelievable as actual human beings. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's pretty sh- the kids could be pretty shitty though. Yeah, kids can be time. pretty shitty, but that's like fair. But a like literally they, was hit by Yeah, they literally hit Freddy with their car and we're like, oh my yeah. god, you scuffed so you, my car. So you tell me not a single teacher, security guard, principal, fucking janitor yeah, didn't see in that? Philadelphia. Like <laughs> Did they even like was that even on the sidewalk? Like on the on the street? It like, like it looked like they drove up into the actual was, like yeah, sidewalk they and shit. Like parked on the yeah, curb and we're like, just... oh my god. And then you're like, sit, you're sitting there in the audience, like, do you laugh at this? Or are you supposed to be like disgusted? Like the way the yeah. tone is so all over the place, like so, you don't know how to feel. I have like a compliment and a complaint for the movie that kind of stemmed from that. I love the scene where the brother, I don't want to call him the crippled one, but I don't know. <laughs> Just his say name. Freddy. Freddy. Okay, Freddy. Okay. <laughs> I really love when Freddy has that moment where he straight up says he goes why did you get this power and oh, not somebody yeah. like me no that was a, i oh, yeah, love that that, that moment. was a great moment that i just i wish that they would have done more scenes like that though because i think that would have helped billy grow more as a kid well, yeah, it like, definitely, I, yeah. yeah i just love it. it started with uh billy as captain marvel saying like you just you're just jealous because you wish you had this power he's like yeah no shit you think i want that power everyone and that's how kids would talk that it that age like you're just jealous or whatever yeah Yeah, i mean you understand why he's jealous and yeah that probably is the most emotional scene that that has more emotion than billy being told by his mom to fuck off right like yeah that is true but yeah like like, and that i I don't know that scene was pretty sad so i guess i would if i were to change anything in the movie i would literally just like rip those bullies out of there (laughs) yeah if not like 
maybe i don't know have them pick on billy and not like i don't know because you're yeah. trying to show that billy could fight back i get that, like that but like it's just why are they like picking on the kid I, that could barely walk? it literally like, seems like it's it was just to have an a reason for the wizard to choose billy as like noble yeah. or whatever is like oh yeah and he's defending it those may, who... it would make more sense if he was picking on like either like the older sister or billy himself because or, or the younger sister the the uh the cute little girl who's like or the other fast. he has two other brothers that are just like right there, there too yeah. also that the yeah, fat yeah. guy the fat kid oh, yeah, yeah that would make more sense i but, i i don't know well i was gonna say <laughs> i think that yeah go ahead brandon no i was just gonna say my main problem with the film I, like if i were to like really like pick at it is i really don't think it belongs in the snyderverse and i say that because they're trying really hard it's like inconsistencies you're you're trying really hard to establish this character in this universe but you're also trying really hard to like keep it separate from everything but you're also at the same time attempting to do little winks at the fans like oh like i got a battering and uh here's superman in the end of the movie even though it's not mark hamill or mark hamill uh, are you high oh my god bro are you high brandon there uh, is henry no cavill. forgiving that is so <laughs> Dude, far off like his argument's null and void now. I do but love like, like <laughs> I do love Freddy's reaction to that. He's just like gasps so hard. But like you get what I know, I'm saying, he right? has like it's, a nerdgasm moment. It's it's inconsistent. That's the problem. I I feel that. And, and you know Snyder built up this universe where society hates superheroes. But so, they love Shazam. And I'm just like Yeah, but then in this movie I'm just like, wait a minute, we're Where's Batman? Batman's been around for like 30 years. Why is he getting like merchandise yeah. and everything? And, and you know, I can get Superman maybe, but even then, like, nobody really likes Superman. Yeah, he has like an universe. Aquaman well, shirt, and you're just like, is is Arthur getting a cut of that? I, how does that work? Who the hell knows who <laughs> Aquaman is? So I would say a couple different things here. One, it does feel like it's obvious they still don't know what the hell they're doing in terms of direction, yep. where you see a bunch of inconsistencies there. Uh, they don't, like, just by seeing the merchandise, you're like, um, okay, I guess that's, uh, all right, I guess that's happening. But at the same yeah. time, too, I will say, at least in the defense of the other part, like we, we talked about it before. And I mean, I guess I'll correct again, but the world like it's not a world where everyone hates superheroes. It's not a world where everyone hates Superman. Uh, we've established this previously where uh, there is a strong amount of people that do love him, that do worship him and even see it when he dies. And you see all the funeral and everything else afterwards, that there is a strong love for Superman. But also with the superheroes, there is no necessary resentments. There is fear of Batman, which there has always been fear of Batman. Superman, that has his own thing. Wonder Woman, also, when she does show up, people like her, even though she's like, I just murdered someone and then, or basically defended, but still killed the shit out of someone. And then the kid's like, I want to be like you. And then Aquaman blew a kid apart in front of a group of yeah, kids. Yeah, and then Aquaman, everyone loves him. Apart. Like, literally, want to take pictures with him or worship him when he comes to deliver them make sure they can like actually get food for the winter so that statement is false so um yeah but aquaman's really just known to his small town not like the world yeah no but you're still saying a world where everyone hates superheroes there there is no actual proof of that in terms of like like when you have we're not gonna get into this right now come yeah, on I'm just, but hey i'm just saying i just brought up some pretty good points i think and different uh arguments for that Anyway, all, all I heard it was a bias, but yeah, sure. <laughs> um. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, I love the idea that Freddy is like a kid in a world where superheroes literally actually exist. So, of course, just like with comic books, kids are going to idolize these heroes. But it does. It, it's one of those, those things, I guess, where if you think about it for two seconds, you're like, oh, yeah, of course, he would be fans of these characters. But the details of like, where does he get his shirts? I I don't get that. Like yeah. the, the batterings, the the bullet shell or bullets, uh, bullet casings, um, not the casings, but like the the pellets, Shelf. I guess that like that have hit Superman and have like defle- uh, dented or or whatever and just like fell to the ground. People would pick those things up like off, like off the ground or whatever and like sell them on eBay. Of course they would, because like that people would buy that. I would buy yeah. a, a bullet that hit Superman just to have yeah. it. And like 
but the shirts though it's like that that's just a step too far where it's like there's logistics there that you got to think about to make it make sense well the logistics are exactly. um aquaman had just probably come out on blu-ray and dvd and they wanted to sell copies well, exactly of aquaman. that's well, yeah, uh, that's exactly it that's it all it is that's it those, was literally advertising within the advertisement well that's the thing those shirts are <laughs> all I, shirts that you could get from like hot topic hot or topic or target <laughs> yeah and I, I do love, like, that they put this detail that there are superhero fans in a universe for those superheroes because, like, you know, I don't think we see that enough in comics and superhero movies in general. Like, in the MCU, we didn't really see anything like that, like, as terms of superheroes, like, marketing themselves until, like, like the closest? you know, Captain America Captain America had his, like, P.E. video. Oh, that was yeah. what I was going to say. I was like, what are you Spider-Man talking about? Homecoming. He got kids bored. What do you the mean? The closest <laughs> thing I could think of yeah. was when, like, Thor in like ragnarok came to like, yeah new york or whatever to find odin and like those two random girls on the street were like oh my god thor can i take a picture with you and he's like yeah yeah sure. that and then like the hulk scene like that in endgame was like oh, that yeah, too. Yeah. It's just, yeah you know there's not enough of that i think in superhero movies and you know back to the whole thing with this being in the snyderverse too it's that i think dc really had an opportunity because one criticism i have with the mcu is that all of the superheroes are kind of like the same type of superheroes we don't have that kind of contrast of you know the really dark there's no total you know, difference it's all yeah. the same exact tone where you just have right pretty and much. and that's mainly because marvel couldn't decide whether or not the netflix daredevil and punisher so are canon to the mcu or not um which is that that's a whole nother thing and then we're finally getting moon knight they didn't really they haven't done much with ghost rider so they haven't done much with their dark superheroes dc oh, had God, an opportunity to really oh yeah <laughs> no uh now i want keanu reeves as danny ketch's ghost rider oh, i think God, that'd, that'd be, be great shit. can we just do yeah. the re- anyway <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm sorry okay, okay okay back to dc i'm going off on a tangent here but um I think that DC really had an opportunity to show different types of heroes because you got Batman, which is one of their main ones, which shows that he needed his own friggin' movie mm-hmm. to really show his dark, grittier side. And then you have somebody like contrasting like Superman, Shazam, Wonder Woman, which are the more hopeful heroes. And you have the more warrior-like heroes like Aquaman, who are who are kind of forced to be a hero because of his the position he's in. They really could have done something with that to kind of have all these different tones and meld them together in one universe to show that there's a variety in this universe which makes it feel more realistic and i i think just because of how you know the studio heads clashing with you know other people's visions and everything that it just kind of really muddied everything and you know i think it's a huge missed opportunity for them yeah no it's a a repeating thing that they have yet to fix and honestly I don't know when they will based off of what we've seen so far and what's on the horizon. Honestly, it's hard to yeah. say where they're like, they're literally like, uh, what's next when we throw up Don and roulette, do we want to bet on this or that? It's, it's still at that point. Yeah. I feel like it's all up in the air, but, uh, I guess moving on to the positives, uh, of this movie, which I honestly think the positives vastly outweigh the negatives. Um, just because yeah. it is a fun movie, it is uh, honestly our first and only superhero movie about kids. Now, now that I think about it, like I, I honestly can't think of another one unless you want to count like Incredibles, uh, maybe. But even then, it's like a full family of like adults and kids. This one is straight up like, oh, it's a bunch of kids as superheroes because you know, uh, by the end of it, Billy's family, following the New Fifty Two storyline, uh, passes off the powers to the rest of his foster family so now his three brothers and two sisters have powers as well and you know we see each one i don't know if it's gonna stick or if they're gonna let them have the universal powers or not but you notice you know like each one has their own specific piece of like what they talk about when Billy's getting the uh, power for the first time. They see like all the different, oh, is it the wisdom of Solomon, the uh, the power of Zeus, all these other ones. Like they, they see all these different traits and it feels like all those different traits, each trait is passed off to one family member specifically. Like uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Freddie had flight 
Darla, Darla, I think is the sister. She had speed, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna guess Mary had the wisdom. Uh, and I can't remember. Uh, I think Eugene had the lightning uh, power because yeah, he was like shooting throwing... lightning bolts and he was doing the Hadoukens and yeah. stuff, which I thought was actually pretty good there. I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, and then uh, who was uh, the strength? Strength was with um, Pedro had the green suit and i liked a lot but you know each one had their individual and i honestly loved that that was probably my favorite part because i honestly didn't think they were gonna do that in the first film i'm like oh they're gonna save the family for the second one i don't know if they'll actually do it and they did it and i was like are they really gonna do this are they really oh my god they did it and i honestly that was probably the best part to me was the uh the reveal there for that and that's something I really liked about this movie is that it it feels like they didn't really know what DC is going to do with Captain Marvel. I said Captain Marvel, not Shazam. I agree Captain with you. Marvel. Well done. Well done. Yes. <laughs> and uh, well, I think that because of that, they wrote this movie to wrap up at the end. They're just like, no, let's not save everything for the sequel. Let's give... You know, let's wrap up the mother storyline and show the whole family as like if there wasn't ever if they never did anything else with Captain Marvel, I would be okay with just knowing that this movie feels complete except for this the villain tease at the end, which was in the after credits. But I am I'd be happy if this was it, but it does. It was good enough that it made me want to see more for sure. Yeah, it's still like fun to watch, but it comes back to like, again, I feel indifferent about this film. Yeah, understandable. I think that's just a, a lot of thing too. Is Captain Marvel is not one of the po- most popular superheroes. So yeah, can, uh, actually, if one thing I'd love you guys to do is tell me before this, what was the last thing you saw him in that you actually read or watched or yeah, uh, watched really? Was he in Brightest Day? I don't think so. Blackest Night. I I don't think, I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't remember him being in the. Green Lantern stuff specifically because if he was he was a very minor character so I was still reading comics at the time this came out so I think he popped up in some of the Justice League comics and then of course there was that great episode of Justice League Unlimited I was wondering if you were going to say that one or not yeah yeah that was an episode too where it's like that show really makes you hate Superman (laughs) in that season I hated Superman so much in that show I was like he's such a dick but uh yeah, there was that episode. He was in Young Justice too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Uh, yeah. He straight up just kept coming over there and bringing pizza or like being like, hey guys, you want to hang out? Yeah, and I thought they handled that really well with like, you know, that Batman sticks up for him because like they were mad that he, he never told them that he was a kid and everything. Maybe it's like I knew. So, yeah, he's, he's not used. I don't think he's utilized enough. Yeah. Because for those that, I mean, you guys know that uh, everyone here knows Captain Marvel wasn't originally a DC character, right? No, he was. Yeah, he bought, was. Yeah, he was, he was. Well, purchased by DC, basically. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's messed up what DC did too. Oh yeah, he was outselling Superman, so they bought the character and intentionally did intentionally tanked him, so that way Superman would do better. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the most evil corporate thing you could do. Yeah, just ask Alan Moore. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and also the Siegel and Schuster family in the beginning, and also Bill Finger. But, uh, every comic creator ever. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just every, <laughs> anyone who's ever created ask, a character. Yeah, just ask any comic creator. They've guaranteed they've gotten screwed over. They just have a point. list, just go down it. Well, you see, uh, uh, but no. Uh, yeah, so he, he's in a lot of different things, uh, previously not too much compared to a lot of others like at least we see him in justice league and the justice league action and he's yeah. in like the other stuff too but um he's not that popular compared to everyone else like yeah. people don't know who he is even though he even had a freaking show at one point a live action tv show i think uh, he did in the 70s i yeah. forgot about that and i i mean obviously um, none of us it wasn't around for us to watch and even for us i think the only two things that pr- really survived out of all those random there was like a 90s flash show there was all these different things and the only ones that stuck with us were like adam west and linda carter and i guess and the the lou ferrigno hulk hmm. 
Yeah, he was my favorite. I could, I could member of the Justice because there League wasn't too. really that much superhero shows that were good back then. Yeah, you just have them at the end, do, 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 just hitchhiking. But uh, yeah. I, I, other than that, really, like he, he now all of a sudden is kind of going front and center. Like they're showing him a little bit more in comics. I think, uh, I think at the moment, not now, but they had like a, a good little like mini series or maxi series of him uh he i was gonna say they, they were gonna put him in justice league but then they replaced him with black adam missy kind of see what's going on right there but i really do appreciate though that every time dc reboots somebody tries to do something with him and put a new spin on it like, yeah they try and you know like in the post-crisis when they first rebooted i think i forgot the writer who did it but they changed it that billy batson keeps his he's still billy batson in the adult body which i think is the best change they could have made to him yeah previously it was two different personas which was interesting um yeah which actually uh it's interesting because he, he's one of the two main characters that jeff johns utilizes a lot uh or at least jeff johns prefers having and it's uh pretty much billy batson and uh courtney i forget courtney's last name but star girl uh is the other big character that they like using a lot and i mean you see what happened with that now she has her own show and he has his own set of movies at this point but yeah uh, i guess going back to the positives of the film itself uh besides having you know an awesome family reveal there and stuff like that like i really did enjoy freddie freddie was oh, uh, yeah. a really great part of it uh seeing everything he did and going through like him and billy like they're actual just the two of them doing their thing and then you know whenever he'd get replaced with zachary levi that dynamic of just like that reveal of like don't yell please and, like he's that at the was, window that was perfect the way they handled that like again that's just they actually wrote kids like how kids would react to this situation you yeah. know it's like of course a kid would go out and like take youtube videos of him with his superpowers yeah, and yeah, everything like no i yeah i agree with that too yeah. like i think it i i, I think and it's I, sorry yeah i was gonna say i also appreciate too because like i have a gen my sister's gen z so like i see a lot of their sense of humor and their memes and everything like you know they laugh at like a horse on a balcony and they think that's hilarious but what? and I, I was appreciative that this movie actually got like current humor it wasn't like that because yeah, you know when adults try to write kids humor or whatever they're always like two or three years behind yes and all that so so like with this movie it's just like yeah i could see kids of that generation talking that way and acting this way definitely and yeah. I, I really like the honestly i feel like it's the best portrayal of utilizing like a montage uh because they i think they got that really well because there's so much humor and entertainment through it going through all the different stuff and then just the buildup of and they got the rocky reference too yeah they got the rocky reference they even like the corner store stuff where it's like hey shoot him in the face yeah. and he, yeah. they're just testing everything <laughs> out just worked so well and the humor in it just felt natural like that's what i really liked about this it wasn't quips it was just natural humor and kid that humor part when they buy the beer yeah. is so perfect they were yeah they walk back out again with like snacks and they're just like oh this is much yeah. better oh hey i'm, I'm a hero that, that was also super funny <laughs> yeah. to me just the idea of like we don't know what my powers are like or at least what all my powers are but we do know i'm an adult and we do know one thing we can do as an adult is <laughs> i can go yeah. buy beer i'd um, like to buy your finest beer like that <laughs> works so well. i was gonna say though like the movie is it like you to everything you guys are saying the movie is fun to watch it's enjoyable it's not like you know i came out of there all like oh i wasted my time or this movie sucks so much you know it's just they set out to make like a fun enjoyable film but i think that's like the most you get out of it like yeah it's one of those things like i saw it and then i completely forgot it existed like two months later it isn't that it, it, it doesn't, doesn't impact you yeah it does not impact you not, yeah. not too much and yeah. it definitely is the most kid-friendly superhero film i think we've gotten yeah in a while oh, yeah and i think that kind of lends to that but no not necessarily because there's kid-friendly superhero films that have a great impact on you i mean i think every child oh, yeah. should know the might like, and wonder of aquaman like incredibles <laughs> honestly movie is probably the best fantastic four film we never got but like yeah like, yeah that's like seriously <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like that has more of an impact and it's a kid's film 
I mean, we can't we can't give that as like a scapegoat. Like, oh, they, you know, the humor is a lot more lighthearted and everything. And no, it should be judged entirely as a film, no matter what. And I think, like, again, I feel like the movie is just kind of there, and it it's just okay. I saw that. Cool. <laughs> I mean, it's like, a, I would say a movie to compare it to in terms of. It has a, a positive quality to it. It just you don't think about it afterwards. Is uh, solo. It feels similar to that in terms of like yeah, you know, and you I didn't hate solo kind of or loved it either. Yeah, and then you, okay, you, I think that is way too harsh of a comparison because I forgot solo existed two seconds. Yeah, you're after right. Watching you're right. It. You're, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. like okay. So no, it's not I think solo. it's a it's way solo, better movie than that. Right. No, right. well, the right. thing is, solo isn't like a dumpster fire either. Most people were just meh about it, and it's just like yeah. Like, yeah, it, same thing. And it's just, I think with Shazam, it's just kind of like, okay, they chose this character. Like, you know what it felt like? It felt like Shazam, you know, because they're always going back and forth with MCU, DCU. It felt like they, like DC and WB saw, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok. And they're like, okay, let's try to do our version. And they try to do this, like, random character with, like, light humor to it. And... I, that's what it feels like too but then again i don't think you could have gone any different direction with it. i mean he's literally a kid in a yeah that's the thing man's body it, like i couldn't imagine them trying to go the snyder route with this making it like no and I'm, know, really, I'm not really saying really that either i'm just saying like i feel like they tried attempting that light-hearted fun movie with a really like c-list character and instead of something that was super impactful you just kind of got this one and done film yeah. yeah, and I'm going to be honest here. I think most, outside of a few DC heroes, I think most of them are C-list. Honestly, I mean, in <laughs> like, terms of just yeah, all Yeah, they don't have can... a big selection of... They're either top tier or nobody knows about them. Honestly, uh, yeah. I mean, Captain Marvel himself, at least from the tier of like all the different characters, I would say he's probably B, uh, B-list in terms of like use. Uh... Like, if you look at the overarching rosters they'll usually have and knowledge of these characters, like he's... Because, I mean, obviously, the big seven are normally, like, the A-listers, right? Yeah. I honestly think that people more more people know, like, more about Aquaman than they do about yeah. Captain Marvel. He's definitely and it's, on the I mean, of course. Aqu- I mean, yeah. uh, people... And I know people won't agree with me, but Aquaman's an A-lister. He is. Uh, B-lister is, like, yeah. Captain Marvel, Black Canary, uh, Martian Manhunter. Can- it's because of that, that classic Justice League lineup. Yeah. Are all A-listers. Yeah, and no. some for Martian Man and some others might head up there. Like, uh, like I feel like you can consider things like Nightwing and Batgirl, maybe. But I mean, it depends on their name because obviously, like, they... I, I'd still put them in C list. Like, if we're talking B listers, that's when you start getting into like the bat, the Nightwing and Batgirl, Batman okay. family characters, and then yeah. you know, and you got to think about this too. It's just like, who else were they gonna make a movie about after Whedon's Justice League? There's not much. I don't think they they could have gone at that point in the especially after everything they cut out set up yeah yeah because the whole thing was like if you look at the Snyder cut and everything else like they have all these other heroes in it that they're like oh you could do this this and this like we even have our own Green Lantern that they never show there's uh the (laughs) apparently he was gonna make an Adam movie and you're like what uh so like there's all these other things that could have spawned off of it but right now they're just in a more other state and whatnot but anyway once again back to the uh I guess more positives and whatnot. Um, the the villains themselves, like Savannah, uh, I I liked that it was a whole you aren't worthy storyline of him as a kid too. Like it's it's him starting off as a kid and just getting that whole uh, rejection, I guess, uh, from failing the test, and that I guess that and the car crash just haunt him for the rest of his life until he try like it turns him into what he becomes which is like a bitter guy who's power hungry and just wants what he feels he's entitled to because he's endured certain hardships or i guess jeff bezos yes yes well <laughs> no nah, that's like uh <laughs> this is like uh who's that guy that just replaced jeff bezos it's this guy <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know but i i like the villain though he wasn't as I thought they were going to make him a huge throwaway villain just so they can get to Black Adam, but I, I enjoyed him. Like, I completely got why he was angry. Yeah, and they, they do uh, just wacky 
shit with everything from like the the thing I crack up at every time because it's just so out of the blue is like the whole door touch, where oh, the so scientist st- touches the door weird. and just looks like ah, I'm gone. It's it's so ridiculous. And then uh, the fight between him and Billy in the sky, like they do a good job of just like he's he's doing yeah. his villain speech and billy's like i don't know what you're saying yeah, man yeah. you're like a mile away man i, I can't hear it i just seeing your gums flapping <laughs> that's just something i loved about this movie too is that how they take like this in the aquaman movie did that perfectly just taking the cliches that you know are going to happen and just turning them on their head and doing something else like the villains like i like you guys just said the villain speech that was i thought one of the funniest parts of the movie yeah and I do like that he's not done. Like they can utilize him again yeah. and have him yeah, team he's up like with lost Mr. Mind. His mind and somehow uh, Mr. Mind is just like there. And now there's a caterpillar yeah. talking to him. I do love the voice for Mr. Mind though. It's like, ah, you feeble primates. You think there's only one way to make to gain magic. There are many. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. definitely. Uh, I. Go for it, Cameron. Uh, I was just gonna. He definitely gives that vibe of because you only get that feeling of that type of like vocal character from one one other, and that's like Teen Titans with the brain, and that's it. Of like that mono, monotone robot voice, uh, which is always a good time. But we're gonna say, Danny. Yeah. Uh, I was just saying, I was gonna say like I love that this movie like delved into the leaned into the cheese of it all because like these are some ridiculous characters and everything and i i thought the fights were pretty good too yeah the fights were pretty well choreographed they, they really were um yeah. it, it didn't get too crazy and like they when they took it to the air it felt good when they made it more grounded it felt good there too so i always appreciated that and i also appreciated santa claus too santa claus was a great addition to it that di- did not make any sense <laughs> that it was in the movie but i was just like yeah i'm kind of happy it's here he's just get, like, like a shitty santa claus y'all see that shit oh my god he's like <laughs> he's like pushing people out of the way like he throws the kid off his lap yeah. and goes running i'm just like oh that's perfect i love it yeah uh honestly i will say honestly it's more memorable than i i remembered it because i'm like able to just <laughs> like think of yeah. these things pretty easily but that just also is me at the same time it's different for each person uh, <clears throat> oh sorry i meant to be more subtle about that oh uh, yeah is there sorry. like a giant batman doll in like this is it made by wayne corp or right and so james you're asking questions you're asking too many questions and someone jim lee is gonna show up in your room while you're sleeping and be like you're asking too many questions james while i draw you here is a gun i'm gonna point at you with my other hand no, no, he just he's just like you're asking too many questions and brings up the pillow and slowly puts it on james's face exactly exactly do you like it's gonna this? be a dc pillow too it's gonna be a pillow with like his artwork on it and he just slowly <laughs> puts it on he's just like here you go also it costs this much it's a variant um but <laughs> i'm taking four hundred dollars for four hundred dollars for a crappy side sketch james wakes up with a tattoo where it just says don't forget to attend these Jim Lee panels at dc fandom <laughs> too <laughs> <laughs> the coroners are just like, oh, well, I guess we're going to go there. Yeah. Go see Jim Lee talk. Oh, my God. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, any anything else? Honestly, I think I, I'm running out of a, kind of everything for Shazam. There's not mm. too much else to say for this one besides, like, uh, I, I don't know if the villains will show up in the next movie because the whole thing is like fury of the gods and you have the daughters of Atlas played by Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. Uh, and I'm like, so is it going to be more godlike? And then they'll do a third one with Mr. Mind and Savannah or are they doing that? Like, it's hard to see what they're going to do. How many villains are going to be in this? And also what role will Sinbad play in all of this yeah. as well? Since he's going Wait, to Sinbad's going to be in it. I think so. Cause he oh, he yeah. he hosted the uh, he hosted it for fandom last year with the cast, and he was like, "Yo, Simbad's here," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> it was such a it was so out of the blue. It literally it was like, "I guess we're doing this," but I'm all, I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> Simbad's here. I'm just interested to see how they're gonna handle the kids growing older as the movies uh, go yeah. on because they had that problem with like the it movie. They had to like de-age the kids or whatever with like CGI, I think, for the flashbacks. So I'm just wondering how uh, 
they're gonna handle that with the kids in this these movies well they did show them at fandom last year and that was less than a year ago and they still looked exactly the same which is good yeah so and it it was just the kid actors so i think hopefully they're okay like it's not gonna be like remember how they had to speed up with harry potter uh once that cast started growing and you're like oh crap uh this one like 30 (laughs) i think they could they they should like i'm pretty sure filming's getting close to finished uh at this point if anything but i i think they could probably afford a chime jump for like a third movie if they wanted to because not necessarily they could always just say like add something to the lore too that like as the kids grow older their adult forms grow older too yeah that they uh, turn into especially too because like i because this is so loose with the rest of the dceu it's not necessarily tied to any specific events that much so they could just be like yeah it's been this many years and they could just utilize the time of like you know the first movie takes place when it actually came out and then these next ones can take place this many years later and it would still work pretty much yeah but do you guys know zachary levi is 40 really he does not look yeah he's uh i was like paul i mean paul look at paul rudd he's 26 so it's like crazy no way no no paul rudd's like 50 yeah dude i was joking uh see it works he fooled you james like he is like you know not that old looking so i was like is that even possible yeah don't get into a conversation with jim he's gonna buy you in a heartbeat (laughs) if that was true paul rudd he would have been like 15 when he like did knocked up or forgetting sarah marshall (laughs) Oh yeah. <laughs> hey man, I'm Kunu. <laughs> yeah, it means Jeff. Yeah. Hey, all right, any you know what they should put Paul Rudd in? That'd be Paul. I, I really after Ant Man is done, they should really put Paul Rudd into the DC universe and just figure out who he's gonna be. But just put Paul Rudd in there. They put him in Ghostbusters. They they did put him in Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's gonna that's actually got me excited. But uh, if there's nothing else, guys, I think we're. I think we're good to end it here. We actually, we did a good amount of time, I think, and there was a little bit more debate in some things, which made this actually last longer than Aquaman, where we actually agreed on literally everything, had nothing bad to say, and then ended it because we ran out of things to talk about very quickly. Yeah, I'm a little worried that we spent so much time griping on some stuff that, like, it gave the impression that we overall don't like this movie because that's not, that's not true. Like, I still, like I said in the beginning, I still enjoy it. It's still a fun watch. It's just, don't think about it too hard yeah yeah it's not a terrible movie it's just not amazing either yeah, yeah. Br- Br- like brandon had a tighter script yeah brandon you're completely like indifferent right you're in the middle there's no more positive or negative about it or anything i just you know i've seen this movie twice in my life the uh, in theaters with you and then for the commentary gotcha. so <laughs> it's like eh, like again i'm i'm and it's like a limbo for me you know it's just there it's just floating there and doesn't really have a place anywhere you know it's just i feel like it doesn't deserve to be it doesn't need to be in this whole shared universe it should have been and it, it's either its own thing or in a whole another one but you know okay as yeah how it, would you rank it among the other dc eu movies oh it's it's miles better than most of them but that's the thing with a lot of these films is you know when you compare them to the other ones of course they're gonna look better you know I'd put it at number three. It's probably, yeah, it's like, it's mm-hmm. definitely like three or four. You know, it, it's the thing is though, like compared to certain films, it's like nowhere as good. And then compared to others, it's like miles better. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a, it's like a four or five. I'd say four. Maybe we'll see. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Honestly, four or five, but all right. Uh, that has been the cut of steel episode eight. We will be, back again in either late june or early july with birds of prey and if i am correct danny you haven't seen that one either right haven't seen that one haven't uh, seen wonder woman 84 honestly it's uh birds of prey it's entertaining uh, i have issues with it but at the end of the day uh it i i think you'll be both a I think you'll be both dista- uh, disgusted and happy with it, uh, honestly. Black Mask is one of my favorite villains, so this is going to be... Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. But in the meantime, Danny, where can people find you? You could find me over at www.thirdplanet.news. Um, 
we i'm currently writing a new video that talks about how the mcu handled captain america and how the dceu handled superman and compares the different uh ways that they did it and i'm hoping to have that up in the next couple weeks i gotta finish the script for it and i'm gonna probably try to get the podcast up and running again soon um had a bit of a break after we were doing so many videos from mortal Kombat and everything so we took a little bit of a break but gonna have some more content coming up pretty soon guys cool and brandon where can people find you and your hacky sack uh you can find me at jiggity jones pretty much anywhere there's social media uh, on top of that you could find me with the paul city comics podcast as you guys know unscripted po- bleh, unscripted comic book podcast commentary show um was that blah was that scripted or, or unscripted that was me fumbling on my words okay but uh right now we're going through our interview month where we're finding people in the comic book community interviewing them and uh that's pretty much all of june we've got more stuff like commentaries and other overviews coming up soon uh, I fell off the the trend of writing my weekly comic reviews as stuff at work at work escalated, but now that things are smoothing out and I'm figuring out my new groove with my schedule. I'll be getting back on that at ThirdPlanet.News. And uh, besides the typical podca- podcast stuff between Brandon and I, I think Danny and I got a couple things we're going to be working on soon as well together. So stay tuned for that. All yes. right. And James, where can people find you? My screen name and Twitter handle, and it's basically the same thing, a name I use for everything, is at InvaderJim124. Cool. And of course, uh, you're already listening here at Sutra Side Talk, the channel. But of course, uh, you can find more of at least James and I on the Sutra Side Talk show, where we talk weekly about uh, gaming, movie, TV show news. And uh, earlier this week, we put out two parts uh of our e3 coverage and honestly it's not too long and it's very disappointing but uh nintendo did a good job at least and uh yeah right they did yeah dude i'm <laughs> super hyped for that metro that's all i needed um brandon wanted that legend of zelda breath of the wild i too. so wanted yeah. that game and watch oh my god i already figured <laughs> it um or did i guys no, I just didn't. stop Jeez. releasing cinematics for video game teasers just shh Wait till you have gameplay. Yeah, uh, that was that was the one game that had gameplay. Battlefield, the game I don't care about. Perfect. <laughs> I uh, James wasn't that my game. And of the Guardians show? of the Galaxy, to its credit, did have. No, gameplay. I'm not looking forward to that after Avengers, but that's a different topic. Yeah, yeah. I should have had. We should have had you. Oh well, um, we'll <laughs> we'll have you guys on soon enough. Um, we could do the wrap up episode. We mm. yeah yeah um so. <laughs> Let's wrap this episode yeah, up yeah. first. Anyway, uh, you also got Sidewatch, where every other week, uh, this month, we're doing it pretty much every week right now. Uh, we're going through James Bond, uh, and we're doing the Roger Moore films. And also, coming soon, or at the end of the month, we'll have uh, Timothy Dalton's Living Daylights as well. But Living Daylights, uh, Live and Let Die, and The Man with the Golden Gun. And then, of course, Up to a Down to It should be returning soon. We'll have an episode just talking about D&D. So that'll be fun. And we might have a couple new people on that one as well for that episode. So that should be uh, also pretty cool. But until then, of course, uh, check us out on Twitter and Suture Side, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Side Talk, And you can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. We will catch you guys later. Until then, uh, watch Shazam. So long. Thanks for listening. Later. Live long and prosper. I hate you. <laughs>